Because life is better when you've got a cuppa on the go. <sighs> this is Backstage Brew. We're Backstage Brew is with the wonderful Hannah Stewart from Six the Musical. Hannah, what's in your brew? My brew, my brew is um, just a dash of milk. That's it, and a tea bag, obviously, and water. <laughs> I was going to say, is it just warm milk? <laughs> no, but very strong. I like it quite strong. Just yeah, little dash of milk. Oh, amazing! So um, when you're in lockdown and you've got your little brew on the go, how are you keeping busy? Oh God, I've been trying so hard to like make my day have some sort of structure so I've been trying to like get up and do a workout most mornings because I find it just gives me a reason to get out of bed because it's so easy to just be like oh I'll just stay in bed until lunchtime and then half the day's gone and it's just depressing isn't it so yeah I've been trying to do that first thing and then a nice breakfast um and then I don't know really try I've been trying to like write myself little lists so that I feel like I've achieved something in every day even if it's like hoover or like put a wash on boring things but you feel like you've done something do you know what I mean yeah and you stay proactive as well I think and I think one of the most important things is just being creatively proactive do you have like a routine at home to stay in shape for the musical when you're you know back at home especially in a situation like lockdown yeah it's just like um stamina really because it's such a high energy show and when you've got an audience in front of you like People always say that, oh, do you find it hard to like find the energy and stuff? And it's really not hard because the audiences tend to give you so much. So you just like feed off of that. But um, yeah, I was when lockdown first happened, I was like, oh, my goodness, how am I going to keep up my stamina? Like because I've got really fit doing it and can do it without getting out of breath. But what if like first show back, you know, when you have like a dream and you think, oh, my God, this is going to happen in real life. I'm going to get back to the show and I won't be able to get through a song and I'll be like, bent, you know, doubled over, like <gasps> absolutely struggling to breathe. But um, so, yeah, it's more it's more about like keeping that sort of going really like this the stamina side of it so cardio um and also like yeah being strong and like also obviously like practicing singing and stuff like I've gone through my tracks a few times but because that's the thing as well because I've learned five tracks now out of the six like when I go back I I want them to still be there not then be like okay Hannah so you're on for Aragon and maybe like ah I don't I can't remember it so yeah it's been interesting but trying I'm trying. Yeah, and I was I was going to say you you understudied two roles to start off with, and now you're playing a number of them. That is probably one of the yeah. most difficult things you'll do in the industry, really. Being you know, I mean, for you, you're understudying this obviously swings in a lot of the shows as well. How difficult yeah. is that for a musical theatre performer, or do you just kind of get used to it? Yeah, I, at first I was like, wow, that is a big task. I think like anything, it always sounds worse than it is. And once you've learned the choreography and the harmonies and stuff, you know, like, I don't know, you sort of compartmentalise your brain. Like, you know, I know that two, like, for most harmonies, for example, there are two queens on each harmony line. So once you've learned three of them well then the other three you kind of already know because they're the same so it's just like and like at first learning the choreography is difficult but it's then all you've got to do is put it on the other leg or you know exit the other side of the stage it's not it's not 
too bad. Don't get me wrong, it's not easy. But I think once you've learned all the material, then it's quite, I think as well, it gets easier the more parts you learn so for the first two it was quite hard and then when they were like okay we're going to move you on to three and then four I was like oh this is actually okay because I've already done it on both sides or whatever do you know what I mean so yeah at first I was like "Ah, am I going to be able to do this but I think yeah you do just get used to it it's like my mum always used to say to me baby steps like little bite-sized chunks take like little bite-sized chunks of things don't think of it as a whole and I think that's really helped really just um yeah, taking it a bit at a time, but I'm quite proud that I've managed to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I massively would be, to be fair. I don't think I'd be able to learn one of the routines, let alone five. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> you would. Yeah, maybe I might be able to do one. So you've played in all like five different queens out of the six. Tell me a little bit about the five. Obviously, yeah. a lot of people have seen the show and love it, as they rightly should. But yeah. for people who haven't seen it, what's the show about? Uh, is there a little bit of context you can give people? Any little like cheeky exclusives without giving too much away? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so it's the story of Henry VIII's six wives, um, but told from their perspective. So whenever we learn about them in history, I certainly remember it was all from, it was like Henry VIII and his six wives, not these six amazing women that happened to be married to Henry VIII. Um, so yeah, they, they were very, a lot of them were quite ahead of their time in terms of their views and what they managed to do with their life. And um, we don't really learn about that side of them. It's just that they were married to a monarch of England. And so it's nice to um, to get a bit deeper into what, what they're about. And it's not too, <laughs> I'm making it sound really serious. It's not serious at all. It's... Um, each queen is based on a pop princess or a couple of, you know, like a hybrid of a few people. So, um, for example, Catherine of Aragon, she's very heavily influenced by Beyonce. So she's very sassy and like she is sort of the queen of all the queens. Um, yeah, so each of them have their own individual personalities and I think they come across quite personable. It's not like a dreary history lesson. Like I, I used to find history quite boring especially stuff about the Tudors and things but it's juicy like there's a lot that happened and um, I think the way in which uh, Toby and Lucy have written it 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 engages people of all ages and it makes you realise that history actually is really interesting and it can be really fun Backstage Brew the podcast to see all the video episodes search Backstage Brew on YouTube Instagram Facebook and Twitter the soundtrack's incredible, but some of it is rather flirté. <laughs> it is. There's some very um, cheeky lyrics in there. Um, I bet you must have a lot of fun performing that. Like, for example, the first night in the West End. How was that for you? Oh, my gosh. Well, you've known me a long time. You know it's been a, a dream for a while. Um, so it was just like... Oh my goodness, I've actually done it. Like the atmosphere was electric because all of the fans love it when someone new's coming in because they, you know, they get to love the the previous company and then they leave and it's like a morning process and then someone else comes in and there's like a new buzz. Like I know we were quite apprehensive um, to join the car, the, the queendom as it's called um, because, you know, people had built up such a rapport with the the cast that we're already in so we were like oh we hope we're going to be well received and we hope people like us and honestly people were so lovely and um yeah people were like oh my god I can't believe like it's going to be Hannah's 
first show because it was really last minute um I wasn't supposed to start until October and I ended up going on as Jane Seymour on the 20 I think it was the 21st of September and um I'd learned everything but it was it was a situation sort of by lunchtime they were like okay Hannah so how do you feel about going on as Jane Seymour this evening and I was like um oh yeah of course that's fine like (laughs) um so yeah it was amazing and yeah I, cu- I couldn't have hoped for more really and my my mum and dad and my um my fiance Kane they all came up um to watch so that was lovely and yeah it was just sort of a real sort of reaching the the top of Everest moment like I've I've done it I've yeah woo. <laughs> that is honestly amazing it's stories like that that just make you want to do it more you know yeah. I think you realize how rewarding the whole industry can be with little stories like that and you've got such an amazing fan base as well um what would your advice be for aspiring queens oh my goodness be yourself I spent so long you know at school and things like that trying to be in the in crowd or trying to be more I don't know interesting because I didn't think I was interesting but it is so important to just be you like it's that cliche thing isn't it you're you're you and that's your superpower like but it's so true like no one else has lived the life I've lived or you've lived and that is what makes us unique and especially with something like six they really encourage you to be sort of an exaggerated version of yourself when you're on stage as a queen so it's quite exposing in that way and I think that was quite um cathartic for me in a way I think because like everyone I've had like insecurities and stuff growing up and I was I was bullied when I was younger and I think it was a really interesting sort of almost healing process really to be like you know you know what this is me and I'm a queen and here I am (laughs) so yeah it's it's been a journey for sure it's a cliche but it's true yeah massively and I think six especially with it being such a female empowering show probably gives you that freedom to kind of let yourself be who you want to be to a certain extent as well especially with like the leads out there at the moment with Killing Eve, Dairy Girls you know even normal people to a certain extent with Marianne Mm -hmm. you know Daisy Edgar Jones who's doing amazing things at the minute there's a lot of amazing female leads out there at the moment how important do you think it is that we are pushing predominantly female-led products do you think we can do more? I think it's really important I mean women are and have always been amazing it's just that you know sometimes there hasn't been enough like you said you know enough amazing roles or um if you're talking about tv well tv film and and stage really amazing roles that have been written um but I think it is important you know in six like our whole cast and our band are all females and they're all incredible at what they do um and I think I mean I'm obsessed with Killing Eve and Jodie Comer I just think she's incredible um and don't get me wrong men are incredible as well it's you know I'm by no means saying that then that they're not or women are better but it's nice to feel like it's becoming more of an even playing field and that we can have both because we're all great yeah 100 percent. it's all about equality isn't it and i think that the world we live in now should really just have equality yeah just kind of makes sense um 
going off from mm-hmm. that, you know, there's a lot of things people can be doing in lockdown to support theatres and yeah. especially like writers as well, creating these female roles that are amazing. But is there anything else fans can be doing in lockdown to help Six when the theatres reopen or maybe while we're waiting for them to reopen? Is there anything that helps specifically with the show or anything that would just help you guys as a cast? Yeah, I think um, with theatres across the West End and across the country, really, um, if you can, you know, if you'd book to see a show and if you can afford to not get a refund, um, you know, that will help theatres and companies massively because, you know, theatres have, have closed, but they still have uh, payments to be made. And that we, you know, we've talked to our producers and, you know, they're still having to pay for equipment and things like that. And we want to be in a position to be able to reopen and fingers crossed it is looking hopeful for us. But, you know any any help that you can give or like for example when we did the um the six video that um that was released a few weeks ago um i know it says at the end of that you can if you can it would be amazing if you could make a donation to one of these actors charities um like acting for others um who can help actors when when we're not earning if we're you know struggling financially and uh they're a really amazing charity acting for others we went we were lucky enough to go to one of their award ceremonies actually just before lockdown started and it's so like inspiring listening to the stories of people who are brilliant at their craft but fall on hard times or they're they're ill or whatever and they they manage to get a bit of financial help from from a charity like acting for others and then they can get themselves back on their feet and back to doing what they're great at so yeah i think also just like being positive like like i said before the queendom is such an amazing place to be a part of and um there's been a lot of love been going around which has been lovely um but yeah, just just supporting people still. I think it's like our, us queens have all been checking in with each other and having little Zoom calls and making sure we're all all right. And I think it's uh, it's just an extension of what you would, what you would do for your friends or family, really, making sure people are all right. And yeah, just getting through it all together, really, hoping for the best and hoping it will be over soon. Yeah, and it is a massive family six, but also the whole industry is a massive family. And I'm sure you've obviously heard the news yeah. recently about Lion King. Um, with the flooding happening mm-hmm. in their theatre. Yes. So, so sad. Um, you know, it, 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 especially in moments like this, it's it's always good to, to send your thoughts out to everyone else in the industry mm-hmm. as well and and to, to keep fighting together, I think. And uh, it would be great to see Six back open very, very soon. You touched on the YouTube video there as well. The YouTube video is really beautiful and it's got yeah. a lot of the queendom in it. Yeah, I know. That was such a brilliant idea. That was... Um, Danielle Steers and Grace Moat, they um, came up with the idea and um, and then Six and, and our social media team helped facilitate it. But yeah, it was so wonderful to get all the queens from across the world, you know, here, America um, and Australia. And then, yeah, a lot of the fans as well. It was quite emotional. Um, we got sent it the day before um, it was released publicly to watch. And I've had a good cry <laughs> watching it because it is so amazing to be a part a part of that, like you say, a big family. And um, to know that everyone's going through the same thing and going through it together and that everyone's love for the show sort of unites, unites us all. It's just a really special, 
um, thing to be a part of. So, yeah, that was really lovely. Highlight of lockdown, I'd say, for me. Yeah, it was. I think there's so many amazing videos that have come out through lockdown, but seeing all of the queens together with their fan base was just beautiful. And it sounded great as well. I love that song. I'm going to put a little clip of it in the, uh, yeah. in the final podcast as well. Uh, it's the title track on the sixth yeah. soundtrack, if you've not heard it. And um, behind the scenes then, Finally, after all of this amazingness that's happened through six, you must have a few yeah. little funny stories of things that have happened behind the scenes, little snippets of rehearsals or, you know, maybe like uh, unheard <laughs> gems that are PG for the audience. Oh, my goodness. There have been so many. I mean, in the rehearsal process, we were rehearsing for a long period of time, longer than usual, because um, mm. they'd had some injuries and some illness and stuff. So they wanted to get us new alternates in as quickly as possible. Um, so we we did a rehearsal process so that in case of emergency, we could go on if they needed us, like when I went on the first time. And then we had like the proper rehearsal process that you would normally have. So it was almost like double the length. Um and by the end of it, we were delirious. Like there were days where we couldn't, we were trying to sit. Well, well, we had to monologue, you know, the drill, monologue our songs, things like that. And some of the songs say in the words, I mean, it does really help don't get me wrong with the end product but it's really hard to take yourself seriously when you're in your Nike leggings and you're speaking through Heart of Stone (laughs) and imagining a fake Henry or one of the girls Zara actually one of the other alternates lovely Zara she's scarily good at uh pretending to be a man so she was often the Henry that we used in rehearsal process and that got a lot of laughs um and in terms of like on stage just (laughs) because there isn't much dialogue it's mainly singing there is dialogue but um it's song heavy um sometimes (laughs) there was one time where natalie um who plays jane seymour she couldn't for the life of her remember a line and she went round for so long and she was you could see the pleading in her eyes looking at us like girls please do anything and we're all just staring at her like what's happening why why are you not saying just and it you know when you're on stage it feels so much longer than it actually is it was probably in reality only about 10 seconds but it felt like minutes and minutes of like oh what's happening no 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 this is awful and then when you get off you can all like relax and because we're on stage all the time until you get off at the end of the show you can't really talk about it um but yeah we have stopped talking about funny things that happened um in shows before the show because often when we do that it means that something happens in that show um so yeah we've we've tried to stop doing that but it is very funny um when it happens I'm trying to think of other things oh people have fallen over um Courtney couldn't get up in uh I think it was I can't remember what was it no way I think she couldn't get up off of the floor and she fell over um oh one time the um the curtain fell at the beginning of the show while we were all waiting behind it. Uh, the kabuki, we were all waiting. I wasn't on that night, thank God. But um, the other girls were waiting and it just fell before the show had even begun. And they were all exposed to the audience like, hello. Did <laughs> they just do like an impromptu pose? Like, boom. I think they just waved like, ah, this is so good. What can we do? Because there's no way of getting out of that, really. Um, and they had to uh, leave the stage and wait for it to be put back up. But yeah, that was very funny. I don't know what I'd do in that situation. I think I would just strike an Instagram pose. <laughs> yeah. And hope for the best. Yeah, that would have been good. We should have done that with our crowns, actually. 
but um, yeah, yeah, funny. You'd have got a massive round of applause for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, I've remembered another one as well. When uh, Vicky Mansa, it was her last performance um, as Catherine Howard, and uh, we were all part like boogieing at the end when it does the playoff music, and there was a power cut. <laughs> And the music stopped, the lights went off, like everything. And we were all like, da, 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 da. And it just stopped. And we were like, oh, my gosh. And then Courtney Bowman, legend that she is, started singing it. Da, 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 da. And the whole audience joined in. But that was hilarious. It was like the West End was like, no, Vicky Mansa, you may not leave. Six the musical. <laughs> it was so no funny. No way. Yeah. Fate, though, isn't it? Maybe she'll yeah. come back. Absolutely. Fingers crossed. Hannah, how can people get in touch with you and follow all of your six magic? You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter. I think my Instagram is Stewart underscore 95. Let me just check because I'm rubbish. Yeah, Stewart underscore 95. Um, and if you type in Hannah Stewart on Twitter, you'll find me. But yeah, I do. I try, especially in lockdown, I've been trying to post some uh, positive things on my stories and chat to people and stuff and I know a lot of the fans like um Instagram lives and things like that or the little question box that you can put so people can ask questions so yeah yeah come follow me and ask Hannah a question yeah ask me a question Hannah thank you for joining us (laughs) thank you so much all the best of luck when six does reopen we cannot wait to watch all over again oh I'm so excited can't wait to get back to it thanks so much Mark you're so welcome see you soon bye Backstage Brew the podcast to see all the video episodes search Backstage Brew on YouTube Instagram Facebook and Twitter